Maria Morgan. This is Closer Look. If you worried about your waistline stuck at home these last few weeks, you're certainly not alone. The quarantine 15 is real, but you can tackle it if you get help. Dr. Mimi Secor is a nurse practitioner. She's a health and fitness expert and author, and she and her daughter partner up as Coach Cat and Dr. Mimi. Dr. Mimi, welcome. Well, I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you for inviting me. First, let's get to know you a little better. What brought you to where you are and what you're doing? <laughs> well, I had a harebrained idea at the age of 59 to go back to school and earn my doctoral degree. And I say harebrained because most of my colleagues that are my age were getting ready to retire. And uh, within a semester, I was crashing and burning. I mean, bad. I wasn't sleeping. I was eating too many yummy carbs. I was so anxious I could hardly concentrate. My daughter happened to be home at the time preparing for a bodybuilding show. And she said to me one day, Mom, what are you doing? You're crashing and burning. What's up with that? You're supposed to be a healthy role model as a nurse practitioner. You're just a hypocrite. Well, that was like a stake in my heart. So reluctantly, uh, kicking and screaming, she helped me get healthy over this two-year period. And I not only graduated at the top of my class, but I'd lost 30 pounds, 12 inches off my waist, and I've never looked back. Now, you've been a nurse practitioner for more than 40 years. Obviously, as a healthcare professional, you knew the right things to do. I mean, and actually, those of us who aren't healthcare professionals usually know what to do. So the trigger that got you serious about it was wanting to accomplish something that you didn't feel physically able to do? I wanted to be healthy. I just didn't think it would be possible to do that in the middle of such a stressful academic program. But guess what? I learned from this. As your stress level goes up, your self-care needs to go up. And that's how women and men are going to manage in a positive way dealing with this pandemic, all this stress. You take care of yourself better rather than letting yourself crash and burn. It's not intuitive. What I've learned is that you can't serve from an empty vessel. You need to fill your body, your mind, your soul, your spirit with everything you need, even if it's in small amounts when you're short on time, to serve others better. Why is that so difficult for us to grasp? It's mind-boggling how counterintuitive it is for women. Well, you've come up with a way to make it easier to associate all of these elements of self-care. The actual word pandemic, the letters P-A-N-D-E-M-I-C. So let's start with P. P is for plan. Basically planning and preparing. If you don't have a plan, you're in trouble. Fail to prepare, prepare to fail. So you've got to be looking at your week. You've got to be looking at your day. You've got to be looking at what you're going to do the next few hours in order to set yourself up for success. And that's all about creating a routine. All of us have had everything changed about our lives, everything. And all of us are in this uncertainty, not knowing what's going to happen, where we're going, what we're doing. And the routine that we can set up for ourselves is very, very comforting. So setting up simple, easy weekly goals, daily goals. I always believe in keeping everything super simple and easy so you can pat yourself on the back and go, man, I did a great job. Yeah, I like a little uh, pat on the back myself. I was intrigued by the idea of setting alarms to help create that routine. Um, You know how you keep your medical appointments? You put them in your calendar. Boy, you keep those medical appointments. They're in there and you honor them. Well, why don't we honor our commitment to exercise, eating healthy, this and that, going to bed at a reasonable time? Often it's because we don't have reminders and we just 
kind of let things slide. So for me, if I set my alarm to go to bed an hour before I want to fall asleep, that reminds me, turn the news off, turn your screens off, listen to some really beautiful music, do something relaxing. The alarms just work. Putting an alarm into your uh, calendar for when you're going to go exercise, when you're going to prep your food. I'm just a huge fan. P is for plan. A is for accountability, someone to check in with. Well, and that's not a joke. We can't hold our feet to the fire. How many of us wake up in the morning and we go, I'm eating healthy today. I'm going to exercise today. But it's really hard to be accountable to yourself. I'm a nurse practitioner. I know what I need to do. I need an accountability system. So I have someone I check in with on a weekly basis, someone that when I'm really feeling stressed, I can call right away. Could be a friend, could be a colleague from church, could be a trainer or a coach, but not a family member. Generally, family members are not as helpful as we would like them to be. So your daughter is not your personal accountability partner, even though you work together? No, absolutely not. After she initially worked with me, it became very clear for both of us we would need to have separate accountability partners. I have my own trainer, my own coach. I have someone else I check, someone I check in with. She, the same thing. We're supportive of each other, but we're not, you know, because we're family members, it's really, really hard to, to be that person. But it offers support and it offers an ability to increase your success. It's critically important. I'm Maria Morgan. Dr. Mimi Secor is our guest on Closer Look. She's a nurse practitioner, been one for more than 40 years. In her 60s, she decided to get more serious about her own health, and she now teaches other women of any age to do the same. So P is for plan, A for accountability, N for nighttime. (laughs) I'm so glad there's an N in pandemic, I have to tell you. N for nighttime, it's a very unique time, which for most of us, is when we lose our willpower. We're tired. We've used up most of our physical and emotional energy. It's a time when we know in elder care, there's a term called sundowning when they get a little crazy at night. Well, the same kind of thing can happen to us where we just lose our ability to kind of stay disciplined and we can be tempted to indulge. The, The concept of sundowning, is that physiological? Is that psychological? It's a relative concept. I'm not suggesting that our listeners uh, are having cognitive decline at <laughs> okay. night. I didn't think so, but I wanted to be sure I understood. Like for me, I can have peanut butter in the house all day long. At night, uh-uh. My husband has to take it and hide it somewhere in the garage. And usually the same with nuts, because I can just kind of have a little bit and then a little more and then a little more. And then it's like, whoa, I blew my whole week's calories. So we have to prepare for evenings. We have to sort of set ourselves up for success in the evening and uh, hide the goodies. If you have to have someone else hide them for you, do it. If you need to set yourself up to munch on celery and carrots and whatever else you need at night, if you're a muncher during the day, we're you know much more structured and much more able to stick with our goals often. But at night, it's like our wheels are falling off. And hiding goodies um, sounds like you're saying just do it. Just understand that you're vulnerable and don't tell yourself you should be able to handle it. Just say, nope. Absolutely. Embrace it. And that can change for me. It can change. Embrace it. Just uh, it um, definitely can change over time. But there are certain foods that are often triggers for us. And during the day, we may be fine, but at night, we may not be. Now, if they're a temptation all the time, best to get them out of your environment, period. 
And some people are addicted and some people actually have to go to Overeaters Anonymous because they're so addicted to food. Uh, That's uh, its own category of challenge. Yeah, sure. But, you know, that's important to appreciate, too. And then there's another piece of this nighttime that's key, and that's sleep. You're not going to lose weight if you don't get enough sleep. You're not going to be able to manage your stress. You're not going to have perspective if you don't get enough sleep. And guess how much sleep we need as adults? I've always heard eight hours, but... Seven to nine hours, and everyone's different. If you wake up in the morning and you really feel refreshed and you feel like you're full of energy emotionally and physically, you probably got enough sleep. If you wake up in the morning and you're dragging and maybe you got a dull headache and you just feel cranky, you probably did not get enough sleep. So that's what the end for nighttime represents. So we're up to D, which anybody could probably figure out what D stands for. It's diet. Right. <laughs> but I'm going to make it a lot, uh, a little bit different in terms of conversation. I don't believe in diets, number one. I think the word diet is die with a T on the end. Most people that go on diets are counting the months, weeks, minutes, hours till they can get off it. I'm really referring more to an eating plan that you can live with forever. So eating healthy foods that you enjoy. Definitely a base of this kind of healthy eating plan is eating more protein because most Americans do not eat enough lean protein. And lots of healthy vegetables. You can fill your plate with healthy vegetables as long as they're not slathered with butter and sauces. And cheese. And cheese, yeah, all of it. If I see my vegetables that are all shiny and gooey, I know they did not prepare them properly. So, uh, yeah, healthy vegetables that are not all glorified with goodies. Uh, Good fats, very small amount. Fats add up so fast, it's unbelievable. So two handfuls of nuts is about what you should have maximum in a day of healthy oils. And that's not many. Exactly 24 nuts. Two, 24 nuts. almonds, basically. And fruits, people think I can fill my plate with fruit, but fruit's high calorie as well. Maybe not as much as fats, but definitely adds up quickly. And then something that many of us don't think about and don't, I'm going to grab my water bottle right now as we're, as I'm talking, is sometimes when we're hungry, we're actually thirsty and our mind can just give us the wrong message. So one of the most powerful things that anyone listening can do is what next time you're hungry, Try drinking a big glass of water and see what happens. Because if you've eaten a fairly decent meal three, two to three hours ago, you shouldn't be ravenously hungry. You just shouldn't be. I actually had to remember that very thing for myself recently, personally. I didn't realize that I had not been drinking water. Here I am at home with my faucet in my refrigerator right next to me, and I wasn't drinking water. I was drinking my two cups of coffee, and then the whole rest of the day, nothing else. And so, yeah. Very common. So I always tell tell people, sip your coffee, chug your water. First thing in the morning, if you take vitamins or some kind of pills in the morning, put that glass of water right next to those pills or right next to your toothbrush and chug that water because you wake up dehydrated and three quarters of your brain is water. So it's going to make you more tired if you're not drinking enough fluids. You can even use a sticky note next to your glass of water or your bottle of water. Every time that you finish a glass, check it off. And at the end of the day, you'll know how much you had to drink. I'm Maria Morgan. This is Closer Look. Dr. Mimi Secor is my guest. She's a fitness expert and a bodybuilder in her 60s. She's the author of the book, Debut a New You, Transforming Your Life at Any Age. Sharing with us um, letters of 
the word pandemic to help us remember how to be healthier. P is for plan, A for accountability, N for nighttime, D for diet, and E, exercise. E, E is for exercise. And a lot of people just have this negative feeling about it. But I've just researched exercise for an article that's going to be in my professional journal very soon. And it turns out any movement counts toward your daily tally, toward your weekly tally. You can get out of your chair if you're working from home, and you can hula hoop. You can jump rope for a few minutes. You can do push-ups, sit-ups. You can stretch toward your daily movement. It doesn't have to be structured at the gym. Many of your listeners don't have access to the gym right now. You don't need one or two hours. You can take five minutes here, five minutes there. On the hour before you know it, you've you've met your goals. And I always believe that you should do something you enjoy because you're going to keep going if you enjoy it. And maybe you start with just a walk around the block. Maybe you find a a friend in your bubble. You know, we don't want to sort of breach any social distancing norms, but maybe someone in your bubble will walk around the neighborhood with you. Uh, The key concept here is the habit is more important than the intensity. Once you get the habit going, even if it's only five minutes, then you're going to automate it and it's going to work that way automatically. It's not going to be this big, huge project. That's the beauty of habit. I love that. The, the, The habit is more important than the intensity. So in the word pandemic now, Dr. Mimi, we're up to mindset, M for mindset. Oh boy, that is a big, big, big issue for women, probably for men as well. But I know women often bully themselves. We don't live up to our expectations. We talk negatively to ourselves. It's so important to develop a positive mindset, especially about yourself. So one of the most powerful things that we can do is take another sticky note. I love sticky notes and write something positive on it. Like I can be successful. I can lose weight. I'm healthy just the way I am. I'm beautiful just the way I am. Put those on your mirror and in the morning, say them out loud to yourself and look at yourself. And eventually you'll begin to shift from a negative mindset to a positive mindset. It takes some time. But honestly, I think sometimes we're just so mean to ourselves. It's unbelievable. Does everyone feel a little silly doing that in the beginning? Yes, absolutely. But you know what? It becomes fun. It becomes really fun because that you have to rewire your brain. If you've been constantly thinking negative, 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 you're always coming up short on goals or, you know, you know how it is. We look at ourselves in the mirror, we go, oh my God, I'm fat. Oh, look at that loose skin. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. Instead of looking in that mirror and going, I'm so special. I woke up today. I'm alive. And that seems silly, but it is not. We have one body, one spirit, one mind, and it's like we take ourselves for granted. So it's a habit like anything else. The more we practice it, the more you'll find that shift. In the word pandemic, we're up to the letter I. Intimacy. I think Intimacy is really important to think about. If you have human connection, animals can do the same thing. If you're living all by yourself as one human and you have an animal, a pet, um, and you have physical connection with that animal, uh, patting the pet, maybe they sit on your lap, whatever, uh, produces the same thing. So hugging, physical intimacy produces a hormone called oxytocin. It's the same hormone produced when women breastfeed their babies. And it's calming. It's relaxing. It helps cognitive function, which is really interesting. 
So social connection is helpful, but physical contact is really, really helpful. Uh, What I also add to that is just do what fills your heart. Because at this, in this time we're in right now, we have so much stress. I don't care. You cannot avoid the stress right now. It is off the charts. But we can do a little bit of activities and things every day to fill our hearts so we're more resilient in managing that stress. And that's really what all of this is related to. Now, often when we're stressed, guess what happens with intimacy? We put up a barbed wire fence in the bed. We electrify it. We want nothing to do with our loved ones. (laughs) And that's not helpful. I'm Maria Morgan. Dr. Mimi Secor is our guest on Closer Look. She's a nurse practitioner been one for more than 40 years. In her 60s, she decided to get more serious about her own health, and she now teaches other women of any age to do the same. In fact, she and her daughter Kat partnered up at a website that uh, has three very important words in it, health, confidence, success.com. Those three words seem particularly significant. They are because this is what everyone wants, right? That's really the, those are the outcomes that women want that work with us. They want to be healthier. They want to ultimately be more confident, feel better about themselves. And then, you know, the real endpoint is being more successful in your life, right? So I just think it's a beautiful way to think about your life. So we have the word pandemic. We're up to the letter C. You mentioned stress. And of course, anybody who's had any Science 101 knows that cortisol is the hormone, the stress hormone. So C is for cortisol. Exactly. And the problem with cortisol is that if we don't interrupt our stress, the cortisol is constant and it has very negative effects on our lives. It can be responsible for weight gain. It can be the reason we're unable to lose weight. Sleep can be too, by the way. Uh, It can cause a lot of health problems and it can shorten our lives by up to 12 years if if we don't interrupt the cortisol and try to lower it. So the beauty of self care is that it reduces cortisol. So that's what's so important. Increase your self care, that's gonna increase your resilience and lower your cortisol. So the rest of the letters of the word pandemic for you are adding up to taking care of C for cortisol. So you're planning, yeah. you have accountability, you make sure that your nighttime, um, your your sleep and your temptations are taken care of in the evening. You've got the right diet yeah. and exercise. You've got the right mindset, the letter M, and you uh, take care for intimacy for I, the C, cortisol. Stress. Yes. Got to do that stress busting. Exactly. So pandemic self-care, these eight pillars of health are often not addressed in weight loss programs. It's the body, the mind, the spirit. All of these elements have to be addressed for women to be successful and to be able to sustain the changes. Like, have you heard of many weight loss programs addressing all of these aspects? No, they're not usually whole being, right. you know, they're, they're a three-step process to, you know, better abs. They're not really <laughs> talking about your, right. your self-concept. Now is the time to retool our lives. Some of us have a little more time, some of us don't, but for those of us that do, you can always engineer your life. You can engineer your life to meet your goals. doesn't require a lot of time, just takes a, a little bit of attention. Do you really believe it's not too late? It's never too late. I just had my Medicare physical. I'm 65 now, going to be 66. And uh, yeah, it's never too late. One of my mentors, 
She's a bodybuilder at age 80. She's broken all kinds of records. She didn't start doing any weightlifting until she was in her mid-50s. Wow. That is inspirational. <laughs> I love and it. I have to put a plug in for weightlifting. The advantages to weightlifting are, number one, you build muscle, you're less likely to fall down in your old age. And if you fall down, you break your hip, a quarter of women and men that break their hips die. So you want to keep your balance, you want to keep your muscle mass, and you also want to look good. In addition, the more muscle you have, the more your metabolism is going to be revved up. So it's a way of keeping that weight you lose off. So women often are intimidated by weightlifting, but don't be. You know, you can hire a trainer, you can Google online, you can you can Google everything now these days, right? You can find a virtual trainer. You don't have to have a gym. Dr. Mimi, do you have one message for the woman listening right now who's just discouraged? She's tried everything or feels like she's tried everything and she just doesn't think she can do this. What do you say to her? Well, I want her to believe that there is a way. It's never too late. Don't give up on yourself. And if you go to our website, this healthconfidencesuccess.com, it'll take you to our website, Coach Cat and Dr. Mimi. We actually give free consultations. It's our way of showing our commitment to helping uh, humanity get healthy and fit. And we will discuss with you your health goals, your health challenges, uh, where you want to go in your life. And honestly, that conversation can kind of get you moving. It can give you some momentum and we'll help you figure out what you need to do next. Uh, the book is helpful too, but I'm, I'm a big, big fan also of just the interpersonal connection with someone that can really, really help. Thanks so much for being with us, uh, Dr. Mimi Secor, author and fitness expert, uh, has been our guest on Closer Look. Thanks again, Dr. Mimi. Thank you, Maria. It was wonderful talking to you. Thank you, listeners.